Cinema Think Tank Podcast. Right, welcome to the Cinema Think Tank Podcast. Um, with me here is Kabel Mutubi. And today, well, yeah, today the topic about today is uh, Kings of Joburg and and how to how to ruin Christmas. The wedding, yeah, it's a, they are Netflix uh, Netflix original series uh, from South Africa. So we're gonna be talking about that and talking about them. And just the state of the South African Netflix originals themselves, their quality and all that stuff. Uh, but before that, um, I think Cabello has to tell us what he's been watching lately, because I know he's been on a he's been on a marathon to watch as many things as he could. Oh yes, um, I've been I've been watching um, the style of course living single. I've been rewatching it actually, and um, I've, I've never really finished or or even started Friends. Uh, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start maybe try because the the shows are similar. So I, I'm gonna try and give Friends a fair shake. Not to say this one's better than Friends or whatever, but I've also been watching um, a lot of movies. So people should check my my letterboxed. Uh, the last one I saw was. Um, before midnight actually a very good uh movie and then i saw house of cards the british version um and so much better than the american version uh there's a a a particular naivety i think of of the british right and the um and, and and a particular morality that uh francis urquhart the the lead um, of of House of Cards actually exposes right. I I found that quite refreshing for episodes right, and it just hits you man. It's just, it's just like it hits you really good. Um, and I've also been rewatching um, uh, in treatment with uh, Gabriel Bynes. Uh, of course, uh, Uzo Aduba will um, take on the role of uh, of the therapist of the psychotherapist in the in the show, and it's quite really good. Um, you know, it's vintage um, HBO. Yeah. What have you been watching, Alex? Okay, I have been watching uh, Call My Agent, um, the French Netflix original. Actually, um, I know at first this show wasn't a Netflix original because, you know, it was it is French and it was made in 2015. The first season came out in 2015. And uh actually um netflix did the same thing with it that they have done with borgen where they license the the first three three seasons and uh renew it for the final season the fourth and final season uh which i have just um uh, received the news that it is the fourth and final season which i'm only left with one episode and I feel like savoring it now. <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching that and also I've finished the first season of Bonding. It's also a Netflix original. It's actually what I'd call Queeby before Queeby, right? So technically, Netflix did Queeby or did what Queeby tried to do before Queeby launched, 
with bonding. Because bonding is this short um, seven episode series, right? And like each and every episode is less than 20 minutes and a little bit more than 10 minutes. So it's between the 10 minutes and 20 minutes range. They are quite short and effective. And I think now looking back and being someone who's had Quibi before, who's one of the few people that I know have had Quibi before, I'd say Quibi got it all wrong. They were not content. They, they were not more, they were not focused on making great content, but rather, uh, I don't know, putting a lot of celebrities in, in our faces, hoping that we would like subscribe to it. Cause like there's Liam Hemsworth. I don't know what they were trying to do there, but, uh, I feel like bonding may have been what, uh, uh, inspired Quibi. Maybe not inspired, but like uh, even accelerated the, the idea that, hey, uh, this kind of format can actually work. And it just works. It works. Netflix has that and they did that. It works. And I feel like I, I'd like to see more shows that shorter and lighter in tone because I feel like they, they just work. They, they just work. You just watch it for, I don't know, you're waiting for something and you watch it. And I think that was the exact, the exact um, uh, marketing tactic behind Quibi. But the content just didn't match up with, um, you know, with the marketing and the PR. Um, so, yeah, I have been watching that. And what else have I been watching? Oh, I think I, oh, yes, I just finished the white tiger the netflix um original film um it's indian starring uh priyanka chopra i i'd like to believe that's her name um yeah i just saw that and and i mean it's it's i'd say it's good it's good but i i feel like i i I gave it 3.5 stars on on letterbox uh and I feel like I have been overdoing this 3.5 stars because I feel like <laughs> I give them to these films that are so, they're good, but they don't satisfy me to the point where they'd get a four star. They're not the kind of films that I'll, I'd go back to and want to watch. And I feel like they have some cliches in them. So uh, this film is also like that. But overall, it's good. It's stylistic, of course. And I feel like I've learned a lot about um, India maybe from it than, I don't know, than I have learned where, I don't know where, but uh, than I have known in the past. Um, So if that film is anything to go by, I may be just enlightened about the situations and just the socioeconomic structures in India. Yeah, maybe maybe, um, um, I'm thinking here of... um What's this movie? Dave Patel was in it. Uh, not the millionaire. Not the. Not not, not the millionaire movie, but um, the one where he comes from Australia uh, and stuff like that. Where not he actually gets um, adopted by Nicole Kidman. I the name of the movie actually escapes me now, but yeah, that was that was also that also begins somewhat in India and I think um, 
there was um a, a, a movie as well. The name also is, escapes me. I think one of the Hemsworth brothers, right? Uh, Thor guy was in it, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's an action movie. That's also Indian. And White Tiger, interestingly, was... Um, it's based on a, a novel. A very well-respected novel, actually. They teach it in... I remember at university, they teach it in um, English literature. I think so. That's how I became aware of the of the book and thoroughly surprised that the white tiger in fact is actually based on the book okay man so i think we should um we should start then um kings of joburg we, we, we will begin with uh kings of joburg right um and how i want to start it alex before we actually get to the plot and and, and, and stuff like that how I, I just want to ask you how you how you receive um, you know, South African content on, um, you know, on, on platforms like Netflix or generally even even in, uh, you know, in our local, you know, um, cable, as it were. Right. Like if 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 on a scale of, say, one to five. Right. How would you rate most of our of our television um, and why would you rate it thus? I'd say one, because um, I, I I feel like we're doing the bare minimum. I yeah maybe this might come out as very harsh, but I just feel like there isn't enough. Well, there isn't enough investment into uh, film, right? Into yeah, just the arts. It's just the arts. Uh, yeah, all in all, right? So I feel like that is the first problem where, you know, the kind of um, investments that are there aren't, you know, they are for questionable productions that I feel like they don't, they don't, they're not necessarily for everybody. They, well, they make, they make, they make stuff. Let's just say that they make stuff. They, they make stuff that could entertain you, but. That's just about it. There aren't experimental stuff where, you know, people try to do uh, things that haven't been done before, right? Uh, and there's also this disconnect. I want to say a disconnect, but I don't know if disconnect would be a right word, but like the the, the, the need to, uh, to be different and to to accept uh the situation as it is right the idea that we should like uh, just we as audiences uh bear with what we have because it's south african and we can't afford better but i i think by now we all know that's not true we we know better we we can afford better right because I feel like most productions don't have enough um, budgets, but that is not an excuse, really. It isn't at all, I think, uh, considering what filmmakers actually on film in South Africa have done with lesser budgets, actually. But I feel like on TV, right, those things don't translate because, you know, you get a... You get a... A, 
a big budget crew on a on a constrained budget, right? Uh, and what you end up with is a bad quality of I don't know uh, a lot of a crew comprised of a lot of people who uh, I don't know I don't want to say they're not doing their job. They're actually doing what their job exactly doing their job, but uh, I feel like we could do without to compensate for better quality. And I know that's hot. I know that's a hot topic. Uh, essentially, I'm saying that people shouldn't have work because we want to uh, prioritize uh, quality. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there isn't enough investment into the industry for everybody to get work. So technically, what we're trying to do is uh, to have people work, everybody work, but while what's suffering here is the content itself and also uh i mean gatekeepers are there um you know they they are there but i i think i i mean it's not all doom and gloom these days there are some very good shows that i have seen uh local good shows that i have seen that aren't telenovelas and uh, you know this dramas that i don't watch um and soap opera uh soap operas because apparently soap operas and telenovelas are different things which i think it's still debatable but i feel like um there is an emergence of a new market where of a new big budget market where i feel like it caters for me as somebody who really really likes his content uh great right so i'd say i'm hopeful i'm hopeful okay uh, i get you there i <clears throat> i don't know because I, I have liked a, a few productions that have uh, that have been interesting right um i remember watching this one where they were doing things with um you know, with magic and playing with African myth and and and, and some and folklore. But to answer the question that I asked you, I, I would give I would give us maybe perhaps one, you know, one and a half really because in in some parts they actually are trying. And and for me, I I don't really care for the pyrotechnics because I feel like, you know, the the technical stuff. Um, can be fixed, right? I, I feel like the technical stuff can be fixed either in post. Of course, some things you can't uh, you can't do in post, or you know those things can be taught. Sort of like the techniques can be taught. I'm just I'm just really uh, gutted by the lack of characterization. The scripts are, are are quite bad. You know, there's a lot of um, the dialogue is bad. There's a there's a lot of um, you know, uh, telling and, 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 and not showing, right? So my thing, I, I feel like we do not invest in characterization and storytelling, right? We focus too much on the, on the visuals and the, and the sound effects, right? And the, and the obsession on, on drone shots, right? I don't know. Like there's so many, <laughs> there's so many drone shots in Kings of Joburg and how to ruin Christmas. And in fact, that actually ruined it for me from a, from a, a technical aspect, right? The characterization itself sometimes becomes a, 
um, a brushstroke. So, so like a lot of you, you, you end up getting a lot of characters that are just, um, you know, fillers, fillers. Even uh, you can have a major character like you know, uh, Queen Sono, but there's no like flashbacks is is used as a way to actually build you know her, her character her momentum and, and and all the other stuff right where we could as viewers actually get to know her organically as, as we do you know in in other shows and and i feel like there's a <clears throat> there's an obsession with crime in, in 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 the local stuff that we that south africa actually gets out um there's so many so many shows can be summed up in one line um so you get a a popular telenovela from say early 2000s uh, that kind of style that kind of story is still being told now in you know in 2021 even you know so i think you know we, we could we could do better there and um we could really just stop the the obsession with i think with joburg and and and, and the cities like the south africa is big enough we can go to other places and um and, and and explore them so for me my gripe is really clearly with you know um characterization because that's what makes breaking bad so good you know um and the we don't follow up stuff so like you can get a very good show and then the show doesn't get renewed um an example would be an example would be uh, I actually don't 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 remember don't remember the name of the show right of course uh, it's uh, it's 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 not that good on me is is not good but yo oh yes yes I remember this is actually a a mini series that they did uh, years back called um, Ibizo right so it was uh, it's about this lady that had a calling right and it, and it explores you know African mythology um, African roots and the idea of um, a witch doctor right. Uh, it was really brilliant. It was a, a horror, um, a psychological horror, right? Very, done very, very, very well and brilliantly. But we only got like what six episodes, and it never came back. Is it? Is it streaming on Netflix right now? Because I, I think I've I've seen something uh, like that. It. I don't know actually. I don't know. I'll check if it's if it's streaming on 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 Netflix. Then yeah, you can go check it out. You can go check it out. But it was really, really brilliant. I. Um, I enjoyed it immensely. Okay, true, true. So I okay when it comes to Kings of Joburg, I have to tell you this: I did not finish it. Maybe maybe you know that, but Kings of Joburg. Okay. Um. Okay. First of all, um, I was so reluctant to see this uh show that I don't I just didn't want to contribute my viewing stats uh, or my viewing to the stats of the film and maybe accidentally contribute to it being renewed. Um, I know that's... Yeah, I just didn't want to do that. That is hard. So, I watched the first episode and it was exactly what I thought it would be. Exactly just that. <laughs> right? A crime show. A crime show badly shot i actually would have given given it a a chance had it been well shot uh but it was so badly shot i mean the lighting the lighting was so horrible <laughs> wow 
let me not say horrible, but like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't to the industry standard. I mean, a- anybody who knows anything about lighting would tell you that, you know, just how harsh the light in Kings of Joburg is. It is too harsh. I remember in the first episode, there's a, uh, there's a scene of a guy uh, or of guys in a parking lot, right? And there's a there's a very very unmot- unmotivated light source in the parking lot. This just unmotivated light source in the parking lot that creates this harsh shadows, right? At first, I thought they were going for noir, you know, trying to put in some shadows here and there. And no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It turns out the whole show was going to be like that. It's just going to be them, uh, you know, them lighting the the characters uh, straight with the light without diffusing it, without... I mean, if they diffused it... It doesn't look like it on film. It doesn't look like it when I was watching it. I mean, that's even besides the point. What you were talking about from a storytelling perspective, right? Um, uh, about characterization and stuff like that. Um, okay, so I'm watching this show and I'm about 15 minutes to 20 minutes into it. And I still don't know what the heck is going on. But, I mean, that's not a complaint. I mean, if things go, uh, if things as uh, the plot progresses uh, becomes clearer, I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that. But they progress and they just get into this full-blown cliche, right? Where there's a character uh, who goes to look for another character and when they meet that other character... That other character behaves so weirdly that I don't think anybody could ever behave like that, right? I I don't want to spoil it, of course, but considering the the age of the of the, of the character and of the characters and the character they meet, I just don't think anybody would react like that anybody of that age would react like that um uh yeah so even the end right i mean of course i know we aren't going for real realism here where we try to portray jobek in a, in, a, in a very realistic way but that's besides the point right i feel like what this uh stuff are trying to uh or not stuff, but like what Kings of Joburg is saying, which I don't know what it's saying, but it's a story. I at the end of it, I I feel like whatever happens after this, I very much just don't care because I feel like these characters didn't have principles. This char there's this character who I won't name, but um. So he's from somewhere and he gets into, he, 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 he comes into the lives of the other characters and he resents them, right? These characters, he resents them so much. But like still, um, the way he behaves towards them, he, it's, it's as if like he's forgiving them, right? And like, 
what he feels doesn't correspond with his actions at all like he he behaves differently to what he he believes or he says um but i would i will say one thing though one thing that continues to capture me in a lot of south african television and it was present in this um um in this show uh maybe it's just that i'm a sucker for this but you know uh relationships right and there's a relationships there there's a relationship that transpires in this episode that i f- wow and yeah i won't spoil it but it yeah there's a relationship that transpires in this show and it is the only thing that kept me watching this episode and if you have seen the episode you would know why right you would know why it didn't continue but okay and i feel like you know i have been stumbling upon a lot of soapies lately um on on tv right on normal on normal satellite tv uh so so yeah they do they also do have those storylines about you know love triangles and stuff like that i find them quite interesting sometimes uh quite captivating compared to the other things that they are trying to tell and i feel like if kings of joburg was really just a love story about people who about two people who are falling in love in Joburg amidst uh crime and you know all the stuff i i feel like it would have been a more interesting f- uh, story but i mean that's besides the point it's not a this is not even critique it's just what i wish could have happened okay so so essentially there at the end alex you are you are rewriting the show so i i think i i know which uh, relationship that you speak of and I I think that's where the show for me was a letdown I think uh because a you know something ridiculous actually happens I watched the show and I finished it right and and of course I was egging you on to to watch it um I think because it reminds me of the of the great uh, greenleaf right I haven't I haven't seen the final episode I'm savoring it I'll probably watch it by before the end of this year right so 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 greenleaf is this show uh it's basically a, a, a soap opera right and it might have i'm not sure launched the 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 fictional um stuff in um on own network yeah on own i think it it, it is uh because i think she was she was doing or rather they were doing the, the the channel was doing the a lot of oprah does this oprah interviews you in bed or whatever i don't know the <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I don't know the the sort of the um you know the themes behind that so they were doing non-fiction primarily and then they ended up doing um you know fiction with greenleaf and then Tyler Perry uh there's a couple of the haves and the have nots or whatever that they did and i liked i think i liked greenleaf because it it is a show that knows itself right and it knows its strengths and it knows uh you know its weaknesses and it plays to its strengths uh so i think kings of joburg is, is is that kind of a show that i saw it as a, as a, as a kid, guilty pleasure actually i didn't really go in there looking for some intellectual show 
right? And I, yeah, it's 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 a Netflix show, and I was somewhat surprised at um at how much I did not want to stop the next episode. You know, when you watch and the Netflix is like next episode is coming, I was quite surprised at how much I didn't stop. You know, the next episode from from actually you know um uh, playing. Of course, it is a a guilty pleasure show. It is a more or less like a, a telenovela with guns, right? And there's a a storyline about the occult there that I, I think should kept captivate some because it's 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 it tapped into the psyche, right? Of of South African Black Twitter where there's um there are these mythologies about people being rich. Uh, you know how people get money they use snakes they use uh, you know animals totems or whatever that they use there right um, and I I thought the show would lean more towards that I think uh, you know some of the best some of the best dialogue on the show is when they speak about that kind of animal and what it essentially means to do a sacrifice and uh, you know and and so on um, but there's so much bad also about the show, which which I'm not gonna show, which I'm not gonna say anything about it. I see, I see, I see. So so also there's um, yeah, you spoke about a you spoke about a love triangle. In that love triangle, there's a twist that there's a twist that I like. I think for the second season, I think, um, you know, I think the love triangle twist in the show, um should there ever be a second season would be interesting from a, a dynamic standpoint, right? Where you have, um, actually, no, let, let me stop. Let me stop before, before I actually spoil, before I actually spoil the show. Right. So, so Kings of Joburg is, is, is enjoyable. It's, it's, uh, it's, <clears throat> yeah, hit or miss. Definitely. A couple of people actually enjoyed it. Uh, but I think the show, um, uh, what the praise that 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 it got um is a um, uh, something i would call like queen's gambit uh, syndrome where a lot of the people were claiming that the show is good because uh, 10 people were claiming that the show is good you know because you know people lie generally to say i've seen the show and most of them don't even have netflix but a lot of people which i did like i think the critique uh, the criticism about the show was that it's bad the lighting is off. The sound design is is weird, right? Uh, so I like that the audiences, South African audiences, that is, um, you know, react react to these shows in a very honest way, right? Of course, some of them. And what I, I, I I'm I'm somewhat disappointed in the in you know in in some of the reactions here um because they don't react that way to say queen's gambit if they see something that they didn't like about queen's gambit they'll never say it they'll just only hop on the um on the positive but i guess it's just cognitive you know dissonance um uh, generally from from anybody right so with that alex i want to ask to move to you know how to ruin christmas right uh so how to ruin christmas is um is a special essentially i think the first one uh, that i've seen on netflix a south african special so ever since uh you know blood and water queen sugar we've been getting these a lot of these uh you know south african made um you know south african made shows and this one is um speaks to to family and and and, and it's supposed to be uh, a very wholesome 
the wholesome show, and, and to an extent it is. Um, and it, it, it blows, you know, such a large opportunity um, for me, right? Because there's a, there's a troubled um, daughter that comes back, basically sort of like the prodigal son, you know, story that comes back to, to mess up, uh, right? And so many dynamics could have, exp could have been explored there uh, but they just uh, really did not write the character very, very deep, right? So what I, I know you like this particular show and you finished it, Alex. So what about, uh, you know, how to ruin Christmas actually, uh, you know, engaged you? I like I liked the, the I liked the, the the question of um, spinsterhood, right? To say that you know what a woman um, a woman must not a woman must not um, you know, must not die without being wedded, basically, right? Versus a a woman that's defined by being wedded. Oh, um, what did I like? I, I, it was something lighthearted, and I felt like it had characterization. Um, it was clear. I think the characterization there was just clear, and it was exactly what it promised to be, right? just a funny comedy um nothing more nothing less and it was thoroughly entertaining i was entertained throughout and the looks right it was it was it looked good it looked good for the most part i'd say um okay the only problem or yeah i'd say the only problem that comes to mind that i had with it it's one that I have seen it happen with a lot of uh, rom-coms in South Africa uh, where, um, where where you have this this montage, right? This montage culture of filmmakers uh, transitioning scenes, right? With this montage of of, of, of uh, city skylines, I don't know, uh, yeah, drone shots <laughs> and like cu and cutting them in a, in a, in a very weird way where you cut them to the rhythm of the of the song like they are a music video of sorts. Uh, like you transition with a shot with a song, and like you get the shots, you can get a, a shot, a full shot of a of a skyline of Joburg or I don't know Cape Town or whatever. Uh, and what you do is you chop it up. You chop it up and chop it up and chop it up and cut it to the to the rhythm of the song, right? That's what they do. And I felt like that makes them look a bit cheaper. Like when you cut a film like that, for me, it just looks a bit cheaper. It just says you just didn't have, you didn't have enough footage. I don't know, didn't have enough you didn't have enough budget. You, you you stole some of those shots, and now they're just fleeting. Uh, you just want to show that, hey, I also have this shot, but you know I can't use it for longer than this because I don't know I have stolen it also. I, I <laughs> it just feels like that, but it takes me out when I see that. I was like, why do this? Why don't you just show me? Uh, this character is doing this for real, right? If these characters are going to this location, show me these characters 
in a car going there. You don't have to show me the whole way. You just have to show me them driving there. You can do a montage of a car driving on the road. That's budget, right? But to cut the budget, do a montage. Or just don't do it at all. Or if you do it, just make... If you do... If you, if you make a transition, just... Just just make a, a static shot of a... Of that location that you're going to. Just as an establishing shot that is stating. It just shows everything. It's wide enough for me to see everything that I'd like to see in the shot. Um... Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. And, okay, yeah, I just thought of something else. I feel like, and uh, they did this in, in Blood and Water. There's a, a an excessive use of of uh, commercial music in yes. this yes. Uh, yes. original yes. series. Yes. Definitely. Uh, Netflix. And I feel like it's just, uh, you know, I'm a it's, it's just put into for 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 us to for me as an audience member to say, hey, I actually know this song. Hey, I know this yeah. one too. Hey, I don't. I feel like they are not motivated at all. Um, they just random, and I mean they are good vibes overall for me watching. They're just good vibes. Me hearing uh Destiny by Malaika. It's it's. I mean. It's always phenomenal to hear it, uh, or it's always welcomed to hear it, uh, but uh, it isn't something that I'd say is a cinematic or helps the story, if at all. So, from a filmmaking standpoint, I'd say uh, you probably shouldn't use it. But I, I, I mean, I mean, I like hearing it, but you should, probably should use it appropriately. I'd say. Um, so I think those are the only problems that I had with the show, and I feel like mm, they are easily they are easy to overlook. So I'd say this one really had me uh doing the equivalent of turning the page. What 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 is the equivalent? What is the streaming equivalent of a page turner? Next. Okay. 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 I'd say that it it hurt me hitting next, but. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so, the characters, I felt like, were well-defined, were well-defined, our main characters, our main character is well-defined, um, uh, and I feel like the first two episodes are the strongest, right, are, are very much strong, and I felt like they had, they, they knew what they were doing there, but I, I feel like, you know, in most cases with this kind of genre, you know you're getting a happy ending, I mean, it's almost always a given that you are getting a happy ending. And I had forgotten that because like the first two episodes were so very real that I, I felt like they weren't going to succumb to this cliche, right? But uh, turns out I was wrong. Turns out I was wrong. They they went the, the you know, the happily ever after route, which maybe can be forgiven but i feel like it cannot it uh, cannot it cannot be forgiven i feel like it it took out the potential of what this could have become right could have become something way better than this okay and i yes. feel like the first two episode episodes for me are 
the best of net South African Netflix originals. Okay, that's that's uh, I I think I think that's really that's bold of you. That's bold of you to say, but I think I'll get to the ending, right? But I I don't think the characters were well defined. I think I find the the characterization I did enjoy it immensely actually. Um, I think I I think the characterization was a bit shorty because what here you have you have the spinster girl right who had this one night stand that was so brilliant that um, it it moved the these um, it actually complicated the relationship um, of these two friends right and then now they 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 apparently so in love with each other right um, but the girl doesn't see that and um the guy so this night was when the guy's mother died right i didn't know that grief can um can make one to actually have great sex but that's just me and then, <laughs> then the 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 second part so we have uh, we have the spinster sister who's the older sister then we have this um other sister who's actually married who's marrying into this great brilliant um you know this brilliant family that is that is all the money right i thought i actually liked the the, the younger sister that was that was getting married i thought okay here comes a very great uh you know you know potential you know portrayal rather of um <clears throat> you know of a lady that actually wants to get married and they succumbed to uh you know to stereotypes so she's essentially defined by the wedding um, she's defined by the fact that you know what I found my man. My man loves me, and um, anything should anything actually go wrong in in this, you know, um, in this wedding, uh, you know, in these wedding preparations and stuff like that. I am dead. I do not live. I do not survive. Actually, there's even an episode or a couple of scenes where she breaks down um, in a very American way in a bathroom. Right. I I think they probably stole that from. Um, copious amounts of um of rom- romantic comedies that came before it's not it's not wrong it's not bad right but i i she is defined clearly by the wedding um right and then there's a there's a secret that comes to light and then her world sort of like shatters um and i was like okay this is really weird and then th- these people also have daddy issues right my problem with that particular daddy issue uh, you know thread or storyline is is the fact that here are two independent women well defined you know they were they were they were basically taught you know to survive by their mother basically raised by you know uh, a single parent and here the the writers complicate the story you know for no good reason to just introduce us to the father who happens to actually be an asshole so for me i was pissed off at that i felt the I was not. I felt disrespected as the audience to say, "Okay, here you are telling me, you know, this very dynamic, or at least you're trying to tell me this dynamic story, and then you you go to daddy issues, right? Of course, these are women, but women are not defined by the fact or by the lack of their fathers, um, I think, or by the fact that they can get pregnant, get babies, or the fact that they want this." Um, you know, this what this fairy tale. Um, there's a there's a particular moment that that begins, you know, the story. The 
um, the conflict, as it were. And I think that was handled brilliantly, right? Because the there's a there's a there's a, there are a lot of marriages you know at the at the core of the story right and i think what the what the writers were trying to say was to say you know marriage is, is complicated um but they did not ask um i think which is one of the shortcomings they didn't ask the main characters who were getting married uh, this young boy and this and, and this young lady here to say are you guys um you know ready for marriage so they didn't really you know stick to the um stick or on that couple really because the couple apparently gets wedded after three months um i don't know whether they met in three months got married or married after three months of um of being engaged right and then this conflict uh results in a um in a particular truth about uh, uh, you know uh, uh, another another marriage uh that is at the at, at the core of the story and i found the ending of that you know of that story which effectively becomes a little like um, a love triangle really brilliant i think i think they handled that really uh gracefully right and which that is what i wanted for the end here because that uh, episode that were that was more or less like a, a breakdown like oh no everything is going to shit i actually wanted it to end um when these or end at the the point where they don't get married. Um, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not wishing anything bad on, on on people's you know um, weddings or marriages. But the reason why I actually wanted that was that was actually hinted that just these people don't know each other as well. They don't love each other as much. And this young girl is um, is hopping on a particular. Um, what the particular fairy tale, right? That um, that is really, you know, uh, um, what interesting. Like you can't separate it. That is inseparable from um, you know, a children's story essentially. Um, you know, like Beauty and the Beast and all those um, fairy tales that actually came before. But I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I thought the the writer should have explored the idea of spinsterhood um right versus the the prototypical um married woman right who stays housewifey who who's who's defined who's whose existence is actually defined by the husband i thought that would have um you know uh done wonders uh, for the show but i guess that would have meant the show would would be or uh, more of a comedy drama than a proper proper romance comedy but i yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it i think i as you say um these things can be excused um but i think the show more than kings of Joburg actually has um has a lot of um analysis uh potential if that makes sense like you can uh you know sit and look at the show and you know and say wow um this should have been this should have happened this is what happens and then this is what this is what it means i was disappointed by the lack of score in the in the um in the tv series the use of i, I love music right the use of um of shazam essentially uh you know they were trying to uh one up us every time they, they play a song like, do you know the song 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 and there was no uh the songs were just being played there 
they were just being played for the sake of being played. And I know, of course, stuff like Insecure, right? The HBO show also plays a lot of music. Uh, you know, Euphoria plays some of the music. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that the music should, um, you know, strangle, you know, strangle the, the, the visuals that you're actually watching here. But, hey, the show is good. <laughs> The show is really good, you know. How to Ruin Christmas, I think, is one of the is one of the best shows. I haven't seen Blood and Water, right? So I can't say that it's actually the best uh, South African original on Netflix. But damn, it's uh, so beautiful. It's so fun, actually. It's it's I yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Like I, it scares me how fun it is, right? Uh, and, and it knows itself, actually. You know, and, and any show that plays to its strengths, I think, becomes a good show. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think that's it, Alex. I don't know. Do you have anything else to to add about uh, the two shows we've discussed yet? No, I actually don't have anything. Uh, besides that, yeah, uh, those were my thoughts. Those were my yeah, thoughts. yeah, harsh thoughts actually. I, th- I thought you were harsher than mine. Your thoughts were actually harsher than mine. But um, where can they find you, Alex? Right? Where can they find you? The followers here, the listeners. <laughs> I'm scared. I was so harsh on those shows. I'm scared. <laughs> that's that's criticism, of, Alex. You can't. Even... <laughs> you, know what? you can't babysit these shows, man. You can't babysit. Them. You can't babysit them. How, how will they grow? Uh, okay, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Kokoban. It's Alex K O K O B A N E. And you? You can find me at uh, Twitter at Kabelo Mutubi. That's K A B E L O M U T U. VHI, right? Or BI. Um, you can also find me on Letterboxd, actually. I watch uh, a lot of films, and some of them are really interesting, actually. A lot of, in- a lot of interesting films. This year, I'm trying to watch a lot of foreign films, right? A lot of subtitles, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's it, actually. Uh, catch us on the next one. Oh, yeah, and Bong, please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.